Welcome to the American Med Spa Podcast, Medical Spa Insider. This week, Alex Tiersch is in conversation with Leslie Tracy, principal and founder of Tracy Donovan Insurance and Retirement Services. What's up, everybody? This is Alex Tiersch. Welcome to Medical Spa Insider. And on the AmSpa hotline, we have the lovely and talented is Leslie Tracy, uh, who is the principal and founder of Tracy Donovan Insurance and Retirement Services, aka Tracy Donovan. And uh, I actually had the great pleasure of meeting you and spent some time with you. We, we had talked before, but we just got back from the Aesthetic Next conference in, in Dallas, had a great time to catch up and thought we would do a podcast. We're going to be talking I mean, all kinds of stuff. Who knows, Tracy, with you I and mean, Leslie, with you? Who knows where that's going to go? But how are you? Welcome. Thank you for having me, Alex. Yeah, guys, if we're out of pocket, this is probably the worst combination. Professional people, but they're also very out of pocket. If anyone knows me personally, if you're my client, I am so sorry. I'm going to try and keep it very cooth and above board as much as I can while bringing you some education. Because know more about me. And, well, and the good thing on. is that it's only, I mean, it's, it's not even noon where you are, so... Um, you're probably still sober. Um, I know you got back from <laughs> you got back from <laughs> you got back from your trip very very early in the morning. So I appreciate you taking the time. But um, you know, just for folks who, who who don't know who Leslie Tracy is, let's who is Leslie Tracy. So Leslie Tracy is, uh, so I actually grew up in Connecticut. Um, so I'm a Connecticut girl. I'm one of seven children. My dad's a minister. My mom's a superintendent of public school. So I had to come from both ends. You know, the fire of wrath of the Lord. And then my mom, like, <laughs> killing me and saying, you better be smart in school. So it's yeah. like I so had, had those two successful, things. successful, right? Exactly. So I have a huge family. So, um, you know, I was um, homeschooled. Because, guys, I was really bad in high school. Really? I was a partier. Some things don't change much. Yeah. And so I got homeschooled, the only one out of seven kids to be homeschooled. And I went on this weird journey. So I studied theology and sacred music, and I got really into pipe organ. And then I went to regular college after that, and I studied pipe organ performance and English literature (laughs) at Western Connecticut State University. So that's where I went. If I had a nickel for every time we had someone who played the pipe organ, we would be rich. (laughs) It's like this, it's this thing with our podcast, just pipe organs. Pipe organs are you organs serious? No, of course not. Goodness, uh, I've never I met anybody. Like, <laughs> uh, of course not. Um, I was like, seriously? <laughs> yeah. yeah so, 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 but, but I, I, I find that fascinating because number one, you also play the violin, right? The violin yes, I do. and mm-hmm. the pipe organ. So you can, you know, you can be your own one man band. You're, you sing. Um, you, you all, you're, for those of you who don't know, Leslie, you're an, I think you're, I was going to say up and comer, but you're already here. You're, you're a speaker. You're, you're, you're doing great things for the industry. I, I got to see you kind of in action at Aesthetic Next and everybody loves you. you you do, you do a lot of financial planning, consulting for, for, and the main thing is that you've got your woman first mentality, which is, is amazing for this industry. We, and one of the things we were talking about this weekend was just how incredible it was that there's so many strong, empowered female entrepreneur. So talk a little bit about that and, and, and what your company does. Yeah, definitely. So that, that was the thing. So after college, I got into like PR and, and marketing. And then I was like, oh, I want to go into like finance or what have you. So in like, you know, 2014, I kind of made a transition and, um, and I was working with women primarily. I was like a woman first focused practice or what have you. I love working with powerful women. And then in 2019, I actually um, had moved to the Boston area. And you guys, if you don't know her, you should know her. But Audrey Rose, I met her on the internet. And I was like, girl, where do you get your hair care products or whatever? I didn't know anything about this industry. And she told me, we started, became friends. And she was like, come to this event that I'm having. And it was um, um, her first um, Audrey Rose Medical Aesthetic Institute, yeah. um, you know, gala. So I went and I was like, these women are smart. They're beautiful. And I'm like, this is my, these are my people. I'm like, I found my spirit animals. So, and she was like, Leslie, we need you in this industry. So Tracy Donovan Insurance and Retirement Services, we really make sure that you're protecting yourself, 
financially, that you're protecting your business Mm -hmm. and that you're protecting your greatest asset in your business, which as you grow is going to be your people. And Mm -hmm. we do that through um, financial education, connecting you to great resources in the industry. And then, of course, uh, financial strategy. Um, which is like, you know, more traditional financial planning. So, you know, the insurances, um, the, my partner does the investments, things like that. Yeah. So if you want to retire, you talk to me. If you want to protect your business, you talk to me. That's, yeah. that's what we do. That's awesome. And I mean, what um, I, I've noticed that, and one of the things that, we, that we've talked about and, and, and that we talk about a lot on this podcast is that there is a, a lot of the folks who come into this industry are, you know, they're providers, they're, they want to help people. They, they're not born entrepreneurs or, or business people. Have you noticed that there's a lot of folks who aren't, who maybe don't understand kind of the retirement services, the protection of employees, the setting up of their business? Like, is that something that you're noticing quite a bit in, in as you start? A hundred percent. Because I mean, as as you know, because you've been working in um, the aesthetics industry for like for a long time, and because you have the three phases of the business. Of course, you have you know you guys who are out there who are just starting your business. Like, you don't have that much money in the bank unless your husband or your partner is bankrolling you. Let's just let's just be completely honest. Mm-hmm. You don't have that much capital. You know, you're just trying to get the word out about your business, and you're just like go 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 go. And if you're just starting you are probably still working per diem at the hospital. Um, yeah. and, and so that's that's one thing, and that's a struggle. And so you're not thinking about, oh, I no longer have a retirement plan. You know, I no longer have a 401k. You're not thinking, oh, I don't have any insurance through work anymore. Mm-hmm. You're not thinking about those things in the startup phase. <clears throat> However, you should be because it's really foundational. You know, because when you leave the hospital setting, you've lost your retirement account. You've lost your insurances. You've lost your health insurance unless you're under a spouse or Mm -hmm. a domestic partner. So you've Mm -hmm. lost those things. So I always say the startup phase of a business, you need to be focusing on yourself. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, you know, focusing on, okay, let's do a cleanup. Okay, if I have old 401ks hanging out everywhere, if you have an advisor, Work with them and consolidate everything. And even if you could only do a little bit, continue to squirrel away. Mm -hmm. And then you want to replace your protection products, you know, your hands. If you get disabled, you get MS, you get cancer, you can't work. You have no income. Mm -hmm. Like, what are you doing? Your hands are Mm -hmm. everything. You have to protect that asset. You have to protect it with disability insurance. Mm -hmm. So that's something that you have to do. Um, If you take out a bunch of debt, you know, you're getting these machines, you're getting this... You have to personally collateralize so many things until you get to a huge amount of, of revenue, usually. Mm-hmm. And guess what? If something happens to you and you pass away, you know, your your family is going to be online for that debt. Mm-hmm. So you have to think about those things. And it sounds scary. However, the great thing is it's so easy to take care of. Just is it, put is it for time. real, though? I mean... It is. I mean, it's, it sounds daunting. It sounds, you know, it's, it, it's in many ways, like, like compliance and legal, it's not the most, that's not the sexiest of topics, but very, very important. And what's the most important thing? Like, uh, like, let's say it's a, someone who's either a startup or maybe been open a year, 18 months, two years. What's the, like the first thing, where should they start? Well, a startup is going to, like I said, it's going to have different needs than a, a, someone that's in the growth stage, we call it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like I said, with a startup, the most important thing is the, the personal. You want to make sure you have your disability insurance. You want to make sure you're collateralizing your debt with, you know, insurances. So your family's not on the hook for that. If something happens, if you have gone into business with someone, you want to make sure legally you have your buy sell agreement and that it is funded, you know, through different insurances. You can do that as well. Mm -hmm. And you want to make sure that you clean up your old retirement accounts, consolidate it, put it together. So you have some engine going while you're building your practice. So that's in the startup phase. In the growth phase, you may find that you have some employees now. You know, you might have hired your mom. You know, you might have hired your sister or your best friend. Always or, a great idea. To hire oh, fabulous, Always. guys. You know, and you may find that you have done that. So say you have all that base, all those base things taken care of. You know, you're going to want to start thinking about how do I retain and how do I attract good people? Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're going to want to make sure from a financial perspective that you might have some simple employee benefits. You're not going to go crazy because you can't. You don't have the money for it yet. But the first thing I want to say, guys, especially for those of you that are in growth stage, make sure you have a strong vision. 
Mm-hmm. Your vision has to be so strong. You have to have your North Star. You need to know where you're going. You might not know how you're going to get there, <laughs> but <laughs> you need to have that North Star. And you need to really learn how to communicate that North Star to the people that you work with and get them tapped into that vision. Yeah. Because at the beginning, that's literally all you have, a vision and a couple of dollars. And they're looking at you like, <laughs> is there any going to be any more someday? So that well, vision. No, it's not. It's. I was going to say, you know what, that, that that's super important. It's not always easy for folks to really identify well like what's your vision let's let's start there what's what's oh your god vision? all right so my vision is by 2035 that i'm going to impact the lives of 10,000 medical aesthetic practitioners from around the country and i'm going to help them to become value accelerators women and men that work on their business not in their business mm-hmm. and they're protected from startup to exit that's gotcha. my vision. So that's um, the vision. I'm going to have, um, you know, a very large team of women that we focus on different regions around the country, and we're going to be the top premier resource um, for medical aesthetics practices throughout the country for financial education, for resources, for planning. That is my vision. That's your vision. So that's what you mean by a vision. Love it, by the way. Absolutely Thank love you. it. Amazing. When, when you talk with with folks, you know, especially who are getting ready to get started, do do do, do any of them have difficulty kind of defining their vision? Because I've always found people, like we were talking before we jumped on, people try to mimic what everybody else is doing. Right? It's never. Um, which which is fine to an extent, but you've got to have your own, you know, you've got to go into this because you're doing this for your own personal reasons, your own journey. You've got to own it and love it and be passionate mm-hmm. about it. Um, do you find people have difficulty kind of figuring that out? Well, yeah, I mean, because at the end of the day, guys, there's nothing new under the sun. And, you know, I have a theology background, so, you know, I'm going to bring that in from <laughs> Ecclesiastes. Look it up. But there's nothing new under the sun. Nothing. So it's so when we're building our businesses, we have to be two things. We have to be consumers and we also have to be creators. Mm -hmm. So we have to have time when we're consuming, when we're looking at the market and understanding what is going on, what is the pulse of our industry? What so you're like swimming in the stream. So you have a little bit of a flow. You're looking. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you have to then bring that back out and say, okay, what can I take from here, 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 and recreate it as my own? Because you don't want to try and be someone that you're not because it's not going to feel authentic. So if you're not a woman who, you know, is into the glam, 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 and this, that, and then you're trying so hard to be that, people are going to realize that's not your authentic self. But if you're a person who's about, okay, I'm about astrology and I'm about like feng shui and I'm about, you know, having inner peace and whatever, whatever, you should have that come out in your branding because your branding is your DNA. Right. And if you're trying to put false things out into the world that are not you, honey, you're going to be exposed Mm-hmm. Just like every, you know, people, there's like, there's an aesthetic that's going around. You guys need to stop injecting and making everybody look the same. We all have our own distinctive look, our distinctive personalities. Imperfection is beautiful too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's just like, stop trying to be like everybody else. Like be yourself and make sure the team, the marketing team, if it's you in the beginning, make sure that. Everything that comes out, since you're the leader of your organization, not the follower, you're the leader of your organization, that is an outflow of your authentic self. And that comes back to, you know, with what I believe with my clients, it's like, you need to make sure that you know who you are before you even start a business. Or if you're working on it, you need to make sure you're working on yourself while you're doing your business, because your business will never rise higher than you. Mm-hmm. It's And it's so key for, especially in today, everything's so visual. Oh, yeah. Social media, you know, everyone's on Instagram, TikTok, whatever it is. And mm-hmm. it's, 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 and you, you have to be right. So you can't not be on those things. But, um, we see folks all the time who are trying to figure out what their voice is, what they're kind of, what they're going to say when they're on video, when they're on camera, when they're writing, whatever it is. And it's, it's tough because it's not, it doesn't come naturally to everybody. But I think what you say is really, really, 
important and, 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 and right on is that, you know, whatever it is that you kind of feel and believe, right? Whatever you stand for as a person, that's got to show itself through in your brand and through your marketing and through everything else. Um, is that, is that kind of a fair, fair, fair point? Yeah, that's, that's a, that's a very fair point. And, and I, I think you just have to like sit down and, and write down like, what are my core values? What right. are my principles? What do I believe in? And if it's nothing, you need to take a close look at yourself and be like, maybe I should work in the hospital a little bit more until I figure it out because (laughs) (laughs) you want to know what that is. And it's like, nothing's, it's like everything is, you know, that 80, 20 rule or whatever. You just got to do it. It's like, if you're not comfortable posting, if you're not comfortable showing up on camera, you literally just have to do it. Like, Mm -hmm. for example, I write on LinkedIn every day. Yeah, I don't write anything to do with my industry. I just write whatever. And I found by writing every single day and making it part of my practice that I'm like, okay, I found my voice. I know what I like to talk about. You know, I know it kind of resonates with whoever's on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. It's not aesthetic providers because y'all are on Instagram. But I, I, I write every mm-hmm. single day. Mm-hmm. And so that's the thing you guys have to do is like, you know, is practicing medicine. To find out what you like to practice, you got to do it over and over and over and over again and getting good at all of these things it's not sexy it's not fun Mm -hmm. but that's what you need to do to be a leader you need to do the boring things every single day in and out and you got to schedule the time you can't let the world take the time from you and let patients take time from you no these are my hours this is when you can talk to me these are my ceo hours if you're doing it by yourself these are my ceo hours these are my marketing hours these are my patient hours you you have to do that yeah. And that's, you know, it seems like for you, it comes naturally to an extent. No, I mean, you seem like you seem like you're well, well, let me let me finish my thought because it seems like you've been kind of you've got so much energy. You've got so much positivity. You're almost like born into this role where you're going to build something. And not everybody's like that, but they but that doesn't necessarily matter either. So how do you get how do you where does that energy come from from your son, that positivity? Well, who you surround yourself with it's a big thing yeah it's like i got a couple of billionaires as friends and i keep them close and then the ones that i don't know i listen to them every day mm-hmm. so in the morning when i wake up there's this it's like you know there's a song guys i don't want i'm not gonna sing i'm not gonna do it but it's like in the morning when i rise in the morning when i rise in the morning when i rise give me for religious people says jesus but not this for me, it's giving me positivity. So mm-hmm. every morning when I wake up, I wake up at the same time. And this is something that I had to practice to do. Okay. So, for example, I have a consistent daily gym practice. Before I did that, I, I wouldn't have a, any, I, I said, I'm just going to go to the gym every day, even if I just sit there on the machine and not do anything. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go here. So, guys, baby steps with everything that you want to develop in yourself. I said, I might not do, so sometimes I would just go to the gym and I would be the slowest person walking on the treadmill just to say that I went there Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) and I did that over and over and then I started saying okay now I know that I have the consistency of actually going to the gym even though I'm not doing shit but I was like let me now put a regimen into it I'm going to do some weights today yeah I'm I'm gonna do a certain amount of miles today and so now I do three miles consistently and I do weights four to five times a week Mm -hmm. and I built that muscle over over time in the morning I listen to alpha motivations and so (laughs) it's like you know basically I saw alpha affirmations and it's basically positive affirmations and I listen to it every single morning Mm -hmm. while I'm working out I meditate every morning Guys, meditating is the hardest thing you could do. In the, in the beginning, I would think about cheese and like I would think about like <laughs> what I was going to do later. Yes. <laughs> it, meditating was really hard for me to start because I'm like ADD. And I would think <laughs> about like nonsense. But I was like, okay, the more I do this, the better I'll get. And now I could actually sit there and meditate and visualize for 10 minutes. Yeah. It took time because I'm ADD and all over the place. And if you guys are entrepreneurs, you're probably like that too. Yeah, yeah. I think the answer that we're all looking for is think about cheese gets you, it gets you where you need to get. You think about cheese while you're working out, (laughs) but do you get up and sing your song every single morning? You know, that song you were saying, you, you sing it every morning. Yeah. And I do like sun salutations. And if anyone was at aesthetic next and you went to the gym, you saw what I do. I go to the club in the morning. I call it, I get on the elliptical and I dance. I put on my nineties dance music. (laughs) 2000s dance music and my arms are up I'm flailing 
I'm like, it looks like I'm in the club, but I'm on the elliptical. And I don't care what anyone thinks about me because it's my time to, you know, get my energy up and so I can vibrate on the right frequency the entire day. I've, we've got to, we've got to get that. We get, is that on Instagram somewhere? We got to see that. That's. <laughs> uh, it actually might be, actually. <laughs> we got to see that. Actually, it might that. be. I- <laughs> Um, that's, you know, I, 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 I love that. And it's, it's, and the thing that I think, you know, kind of going along with you, what your point was, not everybody is going to be that, um, you know, that committed to doing it that way, but it doesn't matter as long as you're doing, you have to put one foot in front of the other. And like, like you're saying, go to the gym, you gotta just go, you gotta do it. You gotta start and you gotta commit to that routine. Um, but not everyone's going to be dancing nineties music on the elliptical. I think every morning, you from, but you don't have to, that's exactly it's whatever right. is good for you yeah. to commit to something. And you have the principles of business are the same. No matter if you own a law practice an aesthetics practice, a financial practice, there are certain things you have to do or no business is coming in. Guys, a really great book that I'm going to recommend to you guys, if you want to read it, it's called the personal MBA. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's an amazing book. And, and it's like, you don't have to go back to school to learn a lot of things. You can go on Coursera.com yeah. and you can, you can take a class on how to, you know, how to read a PL. Um, you could take a introduction to marketing class and it's mm-hmm. only like $45 a month or have you, there's so much that's education awesome. just because you're no longer in school. doesn't mean that your learning has to stop. Mm-hmm. What, um, for you, what's the hardest thing for you when it comes to running a business? For me, yeah. the biggest thing is just kind of, you know, with the scheduling, just like seeing like, you know, because I, my, my business runs a little bit different than you guys out there who are in aesthetics. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not just patients coming in and I'm injecting all day right. or what have you. It's like, for me, it's like allocating where is the best use of my time, what's most valuable for me to do. And I think you guys have some of that too. Once you start scaling and you get a little bit sure. you know, busier, you're like, okay, what's important for me to do? Like, for, for example, you're, if, you're, if you're getting a lot from injectables or threads or what have you, you're probably not going to want to be doing laser on somebody. You're mm-hmm. probably going to want to be able to scale yourself by using your estheticians to build out that you know, that platform while you're using your higher earning skills for something else. Right. right. You know what I mean? And so for me, that's been something that I've been thinking about as I grow. It's just like, I'm doing a lot of things. I have a great assistant. She's amazing. And, but it's just like, okay. (laughs) So that, that's been something that I I deal with as I continue to grow is like, what is most important for me to do and what can I outsource outsource and be okay that it's not exactly how I'd want to do it because I'm a control freak. Yeah, no, that's, and that's the, <laughs> one of the hardest things I deal with is exactly that. How do you outsource, delegate, and take some control out of it and at the same time um, be okay with, you know, different but good, right? Or good enough but not perfect, which is, which is really difficult. Um, hey, what is, I saw on your website, what is, what does it mean to achieve mind freedom? <laughs> yeah. So to achieve mind freedom for me, and that's something that I coined or I have you, but it's just <laughs> having the peace of mind that comes with all of your ducks being in a row. So saying, mm-hmm. if, so, if I got disabled tomorrow, guess what, guys? Everything's going to be okay. Well, you know, financially anyways. Yeah. You know, if I passed away tomorrow... Guess what? I made plans for my business. So if someone else is going to take over, my family's still going to have money and financially they'll be okay, even though otherwise they're not. It means to me, like I planned for my exit, you know, whether voluntary or involuntary and saying I planned, I, I, I saved and, and I know that if I continue doing this, I'm going to be in a good place. So that's what achieving mind freedom you know, means for my clients that they've gotten to that point where they know that no matter what happens, my, my babies, because a lot of my women have children, my children are going to be okay, my mm-hmm. partner's going to be okay, my business and the people who I support as my employees, they're going to be financially okay too. And communicating that message to the important people in your life after you've gotten that planning done. I think when, because I have this whole checklist that goes from, one from what my clients need to do is that I do an assessment and based on what they are, we, this, that's what we start doing. What have you. So we start protection. Then we go to their 
my business partner does the investments. Then we go to um, the estate planning. Then we go mm-hmm. to the business succession planning. And then once, and I, when I work with our lawyers and things like that, and once I get to check off every box, <laughs> they become a value accelerator and they've achieved their mind freedom. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you did it. And it takes time. <laughs> it does. But- and that's tough because no, nobody wants to think about that stuff. No succession knows. planning and estate planning. That's terrible. That's like, you know, it's, but important. And so my question is, how do you, so there's a couple of things that you said that I want to, that I want to get to, because I, I used to work a lot when I, back when I was a lawyer with plastic surgeons and other physicians, they were very, very big and very in tune with disability insurance because oftentimes their brand was themselves. And if anything got happened to them, they would be, um, um, they would be protected. I, I'm not so sure that in aesthetics, mostly medical spas, where you've got a lot of nurse practitioners, PAs, RNs who are who are owning the business, and and a lot of times it is just them at least starting out. I'm not sure how in tune they are with with disability because if they were to go whatever it is, skiing, bike riding, running, and fall and break their 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 hand, like that's a problem when you're trying to do injectables all day. Um, and I'm not sure. I, I don't. What, what's your take on that? Do you think there's there's enough education in there uh, around for for that? Because I'm not sure that I. I don't think we've ever really talked about it in, in AmSpa. I I I think there's a big gap. So when I started in aesthetics in 2019, when I changed my focus of my practice, um, it's like my assistant reached out to and those of you who said no or just ignored our DM. <laughs> Sorry for you because I don't want to work with you now. I'm just kidding. Anyways, so she reached out to 942 med spots from around the country. And our goal was just to interview 100 to see, like, what they're doing and what's going on. Mm-hmm. So we got to our 100. It took, it took like, seven or eight months. But we got to it. And, awesome. um, and so basically, nine out of ten don't do any of those things. Mm-hmm. So if that is a, if that's kind of like a microcosm of what's going on in a large way, the education is not there because I think there's just a good difference because it's like many um, NPs, RNs, you know, they're, you know, you guys are really used. If, if you're listening to this, you're, you're used to being a, a support role. You're used to working with a doctor. You're mm-hmm. used to, you know, working in a place where you have those benefits and you may take them for granted. So you never really felt that heavy responsibility on your shoulders of carrying everything. Yeah. Whereas in the plastic community or the germ community, they're carrying everything. Yeah. They're like, whoa, I'm carrying this whole practice on these hands. Yeah. Like my podcast is the Diamond Hands podcast. And it's like, you know, your hands and all the skill you have is formed under pressure. Yeah. You know? And it's just like, so I think, like as you mentioned, Alex, that, you know, plastics are very in tune with that. However, in you guys, if you're out there and you're running a practice and you're the sole provider or you're the sole revenue, Mm -hmm. um, you know, generator, even if you have a couple of their injectors and aren't bringing in as much as you, you really have to plan for that risk. Yeah. Because everything rides on you, your family's income, your employee's income, it all rides on you. And so it's not a scary thing. You just got to sit down with your advisor and do it. Hey folks, it's Alex Tiersch here, and I want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors for this podcast, Seymour Design. I want you all to think a little bit about interior design for the next minute or two, because the design of your med spa is very important. And what many people don't realize is that the design of your interior of your med spa, the colors, the layout, things like that actually influences revenue and profitability. Are you outgrowing your practice, but feel reluctant just thinking about the stress of expanding or moving to a new space, finding a new location, designing a new office, moving your patients to another building? All of this can be overwhelming, but it doesn't have to be. The secret is to do it once and to do it right, and to ensure that you're designing for profitability by enlisting the help of experts. With over a decade of experience designing highly profitable medical spaces, Seymour Design provides intentional interior design services to support your medical spa's success. Plus, Seymour offers AmSpa members a complimentary 45-minute interior design consultation, as well as a basic space assessment, which is amazing. Book your consultation today at www.seymourdesign.com, which is S-I-M-O-U-R design.com, or get the latest updates and design tips by following them on Instagram at Seymour Design. 
and make sure you mention that you heard about it on the AmSpa podcast, Medical Spa Insider. Thanks so much. We like to take the mundane and make them sexy and exciting here on Medical Spa Insider, which is why we're called Medical Spa Insider. Um, and nothing is sexier than um, employee benefits and yes. um, disability insurance. Um, Wear some heels when we're talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so true. I mean, it's so true because most of the I, we just did, you know, we did our med spa industry study, and you know, eighty plus percent of the med spas out there are single location, single owner, right? It's a mom and pop, um, which means you've got, and most of them are owned by providers and most of them are doing, you know, doing things. I mean, it doesn't take much to, to, to get yourself knocked out of commission for a while. And if you're right, if you can't, if you can't bring in the, in, in revenue for six weeks, cause you're in a cast or whatever it is, God forbid something else that's even more serious, like you're sunk. Like you're just you. You you really are. And and so, so how much? I don't. I know you can't answer this directly because it's all very factually specific. How much should someone plan on spending on like these types of things? Like whether it's uh, disability insurance, um, you know. And 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 when it comes to your to your employees, like what's kind of the what's the budget that folks should be thinking about if you're if you're if you can share that. <sighs> Like, I'm going to go with the lawyer answer to this and say, it depends. It totally depends. And, you know, I I shy away from kind of giving like a, a number because all of those things are income driven. Yeah. So a person who, so, you know, I have a client, she pulls in from her practice, you know, she takes a paycheck of like almost $400,000 a year. Mm-hmm. What she requires for herself is going to be much different than someone who just started their practice. So insurance companies could be like, we don't even know if you're going to be in business. Like, right. <laughs> right. like it's going to be much different. So, you know, I would say to start with getting a ballpark, you'd be looking at to start yeah. like $3,000 a year to start. If you're in the lower income, yeah. you're only like maybe doing 75,000 of revenue that you show on the books. Yeah. And another thing just to bring back to that showing on the books, you guys have to be really careful when you're working with your bookkeeper or your CPA or have you to not write off too much. Cause when you write off too much and it shows that you're working at a deficit, it, it does two things to you. You can't get approved for anything because it shows that you don't have any money. You can't get approved for that many loans because it shows you don't have any money. Mm-hmm. So you have to be very careful to toe the line. And like, you know, so some of my clients will buy a machine that's worth $100,000 instead of putting it on a, a depreciation schedule, the CPA will write it off the whole of the first year. And so they won't yeah. get the benefit of it going over time because mm-hmm. the CPA does not know anything about healthcare industry. Yeah. And that's what they want to do is just write it all down first first year. Yeah. So I, I caution you guys, especially those of you starting, it's just like, and I learned this from my, 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 my friend Audrey um, Rose. It's just like, show your numbers, like show that you're profitable, pay the government what the government is due, hide what you want to hide, like, you know, write off things, of course, use your 179 or whatever, you know, tax um, code or whatever, do the things, but also show enough so that you can actually get approved for things in life. Because yeah. especially if you're a pass through LLC, guess what? If you show, hey, I made negative two thousand dollars this year, that that means that you was poverty, and not, you're not going to get approved for anything. <laughs> yeah, oh boy, yeah, we love. Well, we don't love. We don't love poverty in this industry. No one's no one's doing not for profits. No, <clears> we have poverty mentality, that. and that's mostly startups. I don't. Yeah. And yeah. if you're starting, that's okay. But anyways, so I would say like for that, you know, when you're starting, it might be like 3000 to 6000 a year or something. It, it really just depends. Yeah. It really depends. And you could, you know, a lot of these things, depending on what company that you use, you could do monthly, you could do quarterly, you could do annually. And, you know, but if you have an advisor and you guys, when you're working with your advisor, you know, you want to look for a couple of things when you're working with an advisor, mm-hmm. you want to make sure that they have the capacity even if they don't do it themselves personally to handle your investment accounts. Like I don't do the investments. I do the risk management. Okay. But make sure their team has the capacity to handle that. Make sure that they're looking at you from a holistic perspective. If they only care about the money under management and they're not asking you about, you know, your risk management, which is your disability insurance mm-hmm. or life insurance, you, I think you need to fire them. Okay. Because you need an advisor that's going to be looking at you from a holistic perspective. Right. If they're not asking you about your estate planning and if they're not there seeing you through to the finish line and holding you accountable and holding your lawyer accountable, because things can get lost. Mm-hmm. If they're not the quarterback of the situation, putting everything together for you, making it easy for you, fire them. I'm sorry. Uh, 
you, you, you just need to be working with an advisory team that mm-hmm. is looking at you from both sides, not just wealth under management, but they're looking at, oh, wow, let me protect your risk so you can still have wealth under management. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's good. That that that's a good point. And 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 the when you say capacity to do to do financial services or capacity to do investment services, are you talking like just the ability to handle that side, or is it just time the time and attention to be able to give to you? Like, what are you talking about? Both, okay. both. So the time and attention to give to you, the time and attention to if you don't have those other advisors to do the research, or they have their own relodex of advisors that they recommend you to. Mm-hmm. Um, the capacity to you know because there's some people that will only do insurance only, and they don't do um, they don't have any capacity to do investments because they don't have the licenses or whatever. Right. So look for that too. So you need to make sure that you know. The, the team you work with has the capacity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, a little off topic here. I was just because my because I'm I like you. I'm fairly schizophrenic and ADD when I think about things. What, Same. <laughs> what's what do you? So you play the violin and the pipe organ. What is your favorite? Which is your favorite? My violin. Really? Why? Because I could take her everywhere with me. <laughs> did you did you bring her? to Aesthetic Next in, in Dallas? No, I knew I wouldn't have any time for her. Um, I didn't <laughs> want to make any time for her. I was just about people there. Um, but she's in my office. She's open and she's there. And like sometimes on a break, I'll pick her up and I'll play her. A pipe mm-hmm. organ, I have to be in a church. Like, yeah, I have to be in a church. You don't see many pipe organs. Um, so, Wow. I mean, there's there's a lot of different ways we can go with this. We could have you sing for us, play a tune tune on the fiddle. Um, (laughs) but so, um, another kind of question, um, most of your clients, um, Mm -hmm. and most of your, your team, um, are women. Mm -hmm. Um, why do you, why do you, or or why do you work mostly with women? Is that a preference for you or is it just kind of the way it's worked out or what's the, I mean, I, I really, since I, I am somewhat scatterbrained, I like to have a focus. And when I don't have a focus, uh, I'd be like, yeah, I work with the NFL too. Like, I'm just, you know, I need to have a focus. And so for me, it's like, I believe, and you guys know as women, it's like historically women, when they're in the financial conversations, especially if you guys have a spouse or a partner, uh, we put our heads in the sand. And we're just like, oh, yeah, my husband will take care of that. Oh, my partner will take care of that. Like, no, like we're smart, too. We can understand these concepts. And I think in the financial industry, there's a little bit too much of, you know, just like speaking in acronyms and speaking Mm -hmm. in ways that, you know, women historically don't speak in. Like using acronyms like we're going to be the architect and then, you know, the ones who are going to do the plan are going to be the general contractors. I'm like, that does not, that's not relatable to the woman in the situation. I'm like, find a better analogy. Or they talk to the husband only and they don't talk to the wife. And they're like, oh yeah, I can have the meeting with just the husband. The wife doesn't have to be there. And mm. I think that's wrong. Yeah. So if you have an advisor and he does not he does not make it mandatory for you to be in those financial conversations for your family. That's wrong because is, and I think that's a big thing because in the financial industry over it's it's over 90% of, of of us running the financial industry is men. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I'm just like, I'm, I'm here and I believe my duty is to help my female clients understand that we can be empowered and understand. And I kind of hate the word empowered, by the way, too. It's too catchphrase, too cliche. (laughs) But I I feel that we have the power, not empower, we have the power to learn things, even if it's at a high level, so that we know enough to be dangerous. Yeah, yeah. Are you you finding, even in this industry, which is dominated by women, I mean, female entrepreneurs are far more prevalent than male entrepreneurs in med spas. Are, are you finding even in this industry with that dynamic with, with more women than men um, that, that, that folks are still kind of saying, Hey, let's talk to your husband about the financial side. I mean, are people even who are running their, their businesses, are you still see? Cause, because I, I, I hear that from my team. I hear that from, from owners as well. It's just, it seems like to me in 2022, like, man, we should be past that, especially in an industry that is, that is really dominated by women. Well, the thing is, is there's like, as far as I know right now, and I know it's going to change, I am probably the only financial practice in the United States that focuses on medical aesthetics. 
So, like, what happens is that you're going to, you have these people that are, are come from these big house firms or what have you, and they're, and they're used to a certain way of doing things, very corporate, very stodgy. And, like, I'm corporate with a little bit of sass. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to wear my A-line dress, guys, but I'm still going to come with the business things, and I'm still going to have fun with it, too. But I think um, since the, the industry is so male-dominated and the leaders in these industries are also male-dominated, it's just like a, a legacy of male domination, which mm-hmm. is not a bad thing because I believe males dominating and being strong and being leaders, I think it's necessary. I think it's great. But I think it's also like, you know, women need to be seen as partners, not as less than when it comes to these financial decisions. And women, we need to stop thinking of ourselves as less than and, oh, finance is too hard for me or understanding a P&L is too much for me. It's not that stressful, baby. You just need to learn. You learned how to, you know, inject. You learned and you had to pass all these tests to learn how to be a nurse. Honey, you could understand what a 401k is. You could understand what a SEP IRA is. Look it up on Investopedia.com. Like, there's there's no excuse for us. It's just take a little time or come to one of my classes. Like, I have a great online class that I'm going to be announcing next on Friday that's coming. It's going to be an eight day extravaganza, one hour a day, but I'm not going to give too much, but oh I'm goodness. going to be Tell announcing that on Friday yes. on my Instagram. I mean, Friday on your Instagram, which this will probably post after that, but still, yeah. what is your Instagram? So folks know my aesthetic advisor, my aesthetic advisor. This is a financial class. Yeah, so it's going to be, um, so um, without getting too much into it, but it's going to be talking about, you know, the secret behind what like protected and in the know med spa owners are doing financially. Mm. And it's going to be, like I said, an eight day blitz. Um, It's going to be um, just like education. It's going to be like half hour snippet. So it's going to be an eight o'clock Eastern time webinar every night and pop on. And then I'm going to bring in a couple of clients so you can hear how they've utilized what we've done. And um, I'm going to bring in- yeah, and then I'm going to bring in a couple of uh, my resources, like an estate planning lawyer and a bookkeeper to talk about some things you should be looking out for. So you understand, like, when you work with us, you get resources. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so it's going to be really fun. It's going to be an eight-day online event. Um, so you guys will hear about that on September 16th. So if it's after that, no problem. I'll be doing these, like, six to eight times a year. Okay, so this is, this is a live event, though. It's not going to be available for recording or viewing afterwards? And we have to join the Facebook group, which will be available. Yeah. So if you join the Facebook group and you're not able to make it, you'll be able to watch. Gotcha. I don't mean to. I don't mean to be letting the cat out of the bag before your formal announcement. It's okay. I didn't announce the dates yet or whatever, so it's okay. <laughs> and by the time you air this podcast episode, it's already going to be out, so it's fine. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah, it's so interesting though because I I had some conversations with a couple um, independent owners um, over the past you know, six months, um, women and who are, who are, you know, business owners, but, but there's a lot of injectors out there who are, you know, they're, they don't want to do the massive med spa. So they're kind of just, they're doing their thing. They have a, a chair and then they, they bring people in or they have certain days where they go to other places. But I say all this because several of these, these providers are, have a lot of money. They make, they bring in a lot of revenue. They don't have a ton of expenses because they're doing things kind of as independent contractors or, and, and, um, I don't, I don't know that they're really out there kind of investing their money. They may have, you know, a million, a million and a half just kind of sitting in the bank in their, their checking account. Um, and, and I, I was surprised cause like, man, they're like that, that's we gotta it's get more regular than you think. I met a client who was sitting on seven hundred fifty thousand dollars in her personal bank account. She's like, yeah. I don't know what to do with it. Yeah, and, and it's okay. And, and guys, like, don't feel bad if that's you. Yeah, totally. like I just want to say too, like if you don't have protection stuff in place, if you don't if you don't have these things in place, don't feel bad. It's okay. Yeah. I was there too at one point. It's like it's only because I was in the industry and I have my own advisor because I don't trust myself to do anything for myself. I wouldn't <laughs> trust you either. I'm just joking. Stop it, Alex. <laughs> but like, you know, I, I I like having someone else look at my I yeah, like at for my sure. Like, I think that's really like, even if I was a doctor, smart. I'd have my own doctor. Yeah. You know, that's that's how I, I, I do it. Yeah. Um, because sometimes we could be like blindsided when it's our own selves that yeah, we're looking that's smart. at. So like even if you don't have these things in place, even if you're one of those people that has, you know, 500,000, 300,000 just like sitting in a bank, it's okay. Yeah. It, there, you could it, the thing that's so beautiful about this world that we're in is that you could do something about it, but you do need to have a sense of urgency because certain opportunities are lost when you wait. 
Yes. No, Sarah. I think you're right. I because I that there's more people than I think I have ever imagined that are that are in this industry, especially who are sitting on that kind of money, and they're just sitting on it. And they, and and so the, you got to get started somehow. But don't I agree? Don't you don't have to get you know you don't have to beat yourself up about it. There's time, but but you got to get started. Um, what do you what do you love most? And we're 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 bumping up against time. Um, but what do you love most about the aesthetics industry? You know, you've got a very interesting background. You were, you know, coming from, you know, with your with your religious training and 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 singing and 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 all the stuff that you that you've done there. Which we we got to host a conference uh, a, a concert at some point and get you, you know, get like all of our all of our providers of the arts and get them all together and do like something. High I have to talk to you about that. I do have an idea, but yeah, go ahead. But what do you love most about this industry? What I love most about this industry is just seeing women in their power. And I think in this industry, there's, I don't know if you ladies out there or men, if you're listening, if you have ever really studied the difference between masculine and feminine energy. And I just think in this industry, I love how the women were very feminine and we're able to attract to ourselves, but at the same time, we are also very penetrative and we're able to build businesses and we're able to take action, which is very, you know, that's, you need to have masculine energy to execute and take action on a lot of things, but we do it in our own way. So I, I really just love seeing women who are feminine, but are also go-getters and they're not ashamed of being feminine and pretty, but also big massive action takers um mm-hmm. so it's like even like one of my clients one of my favorite clients um you know hey Elise, how you doing girl um you know <laughs> she started small but she had the big vision mm-hmm. big vision and now whoo she's up here and i saw her from the very beginning and so you know my clients are you know they they, they start at you know they go from startup to those who are mature in their businesses. Mm-hmm. I have another client. She She's going to be selling for around $10 million. So my clients are from startup to mature businesses. Mm-hmm. And I just think, because there's, there's different things you do for every stage. However, that's my favorite thing, just like being surrounded by that energy, by that go-getter energy. And I only work with people. I'll refuse a person. I don't care. Like, I don't need anyone's money. I'll refuse a person if they're negative. I'll refuse a person if they're too self-deprecating. Mm-hmm. I'll refuse a person if they don't show up on time. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, t- consistently. You know what I mean? Like, once in a while, whatever. But I look for certain attributes in people that are their foundational person. And I'm so blessed that I found so many people in this industry that share the same values that I do, that are confident, they're disciplined, they're focused. And that's why I really love this industry. It's just, it's great. Um, so, um, this has been awesome. I, I, I really appreciate your, your, your time and, and your energy. I think I love your perspective, um, on the industry. I think everything that you say has a lot of value and, and, and I, what you're bringing, um, to the industry and to women in the industry in particular, I think is, 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 is really, um, empowering, which I know is the word you don't like, but I'm going to use it anyway. Cause it's, it fits. Um, we've been going for a while give me some, give me some final thoughts just on, on, on some things, you know, if there's one thing you want people to know about you and what you do, or one thing that you want, you know, people to just, just, just to know about, about, you know, the, the industry and financial planning and all that. What is it? What's your final thought? So my final thought is this ladies and any of the men that are listening, um, you know, as you're growing your business, if you're starting up, focus on yourself, Focus on investing in yourself, getting good trainings, going to the AMSPAs of the world, the aesthetic necks of the world, and don't only focus on the clinical side. Do focus on some business training as well. Even if it's 20 minutes a day, you learn something, a new business concept, or you're reading a book that helps you with business. Get yourself a coach if you need to. You know, mm-hmm. someone that's farther ahead of you in the game. And, 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 and please stop deeming people if you're new to help you. They, they have so much on their plate. Just don't do it. Find someone that you could pay to help you and invest in yourself. Um, and, you know, for my more mature med spots, if you're listening, you know, do invest in your people. Do invest in leadership development in your 
team. And that's going to help you with attrition so people aren't leaving you all the time. Mm-hmm. Do put employee benefit programs in place and not just the traditional ones. There's other things that you can do. You can help them, you know, even you can even help them automate a savings account. Do you know what that would do for your people? There's so many different things you can do. And, and we help you develop like interesting ideas um, that don't have to cost you a lot of money, if anything. Um, so, yeah, develop yourself as a person always. Keep your health. Focus on your health. And the last thing, just 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 make a plan. And if you haven't done any of these things, if you don't have disability, if you don't have life, if you haven't done estate planning, business succession, if you haven't, if you're not investing, what have you, it's okay. Mm-hmm. But do something. Start. Work with an advisor in your area if you have it. Make sure they have capacity and that they're, from the very first meeting, that they're looking at you from a holistic perspective, both wealth management and protection um and make sure they have the capacity and the resources to connect you with people and so that that'd be my that my thought to everyone and if you want to follow me it's my aesthetic advisor yeah. on um, instagram on uh, my website is www.tracydonovan.com um and yeah i do have courses and different things that i'll be putting on webinars so you're more than happy free to do that um or come to my website and i'm more than happy to wait. connect can't wait. Okay. We got to get you on a pipe organ too. We got to like, we got to see this in action. Oh, Maybe God, we can like Alex. rent out the one at Wrigley field here in Chicago and get you to, um, you know, to really uh, get uh, after it. I'll be playing hymns. We ain't doing that. <laughs> 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 I'll be like, I'd so, rather have, de- no, we're not doing that. No, we're good. <laughs> so yeah. interesting. Well, we'll have to have you back and let you know what's, uh, you know, and, and catch up with you again, but I appreciate your time. I know you're busy, but this has been so helpful and great. So thank you so much. Thanks, Alex, for having me. You are welcome. Thanks for joining us this week with the American Med Spa Podcast, Medical Spa Insider. This week, founder Alex Tiersch was joined by Leslie Tracy, principal and founder of Tracy Donovan Insurance and Retirement Services. If you're new with us, click on the subscribe button, then receive new content when it happens. Leave a rating and a review. See you on our next episode.